Welcome to the Rodeo Back. I'm your host, Jeff Rohn, and I have an amazing interview for you guys today with Coach Neil Copley, the head coach of boys basketball at Rail High School in Connecticut. And I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports Focus podcast where we deep dive into our local high school, college, and athletic programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Run Back. It is episode 37, and I have a good one for you guys today with my mentor and one of my good friends that I've known for a while. He's a good family friend as well, too, Coach Neil Cobley. Coach Cobley is the head coach of boys basketball at Wheel High School in uh, North Stoneton, not to be confused with the Wheel High School here in Rhode Island. Uh, coach Cobley talks about his passion for coaching and how he really got started. He talks about what he learned from his, his mentor, the late, great Dan Sylvester, and his time at Wheeler and how much he loves and enjoys being at the school and coaching there. We even talk about the time when him and I worked together when I was assistant coach and how much fun we had and some great stories out of that one as well, too. And we also talk about much, much more. Just a great interview overall. Very lucky to have my mentor and, uh, you know, someone that really got me into the coaching career um, and helped me kick off my coaching career and gave me the experiences that I've had in my life that I, I can't thank him enough for everything that he's done. So it means a lot to me to have him on the show. So it's, it was great. It's a great interview, just a lot of fun, some stories I never knew about, so you guys are in for a treat. But before we get into the interview with Coach Copley, remember you guys can watch today's episode on YouTube by searching Rowdy Runback, and you can watch all our episodes on there too. Just remember that share and subscribe button. Uh, you can also stay tuned here and just listen to the episode here on whatever podcast platform you listen to it and hit hit that share and subscribe button as well there. Now for an interview with Coach Neil Copley. All right, on today's episode, I welcome on a very special guest. He is the head coach of Wheeler High School Boys Basketball, Coach Neil Cobley. We've been wanting to do this one for a while. How are you, Coach? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, you know, and, and, you know, like I said before, I'm glad, you know, that the agencies could, could get together and, and, and work it out. And, uh, you know, I we were looking for Mookie Best money, but we settled for a little under that. So, uh, you know, um, it's it's all good, and and I just hope you're not uh, breaking any FCC rules. You're, you're the roadie run back, and you're talking to a coach from Connecticut. <laughs> I don't but, know. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll see how that works. I, yeah. we make it. I get off the cutting room floor. You know. And so, <laughs> yeah. you well, know, and, um, you know. I, but seriously, before we even get started, I, you know, I think what you're doing here is great. I mean. Um, Rhode Island has often been underrepresented, you know, probably people don't really understand how good sports are in Rhode Island. And you're getting the guys out there from Bryant, URI, and, and uh, you know, so people understand. I think it's a, been a very underrepresented state as far as athletics go. And I think you're doing a great job. I mean, I, I wish I thought of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we can always team up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want that. <laughs> I want to, well, I just want to say thank you, coach, too. You know, I appreciate it. You know, for the listeners out there that don't know, you've, you've been my mentor for several years now, and I've known you pretty much all my life. And Yeah, pretty much. Huh? And, and you've uh, really guided me in my direction, got my coaching career off the off the charts and, uh, well, you know, brought you know, me to places and, you know, brought my, brought the stuff that you taught me to down in Dallas for a little while and all that stuff. So I, I appreciate everything you've done for me and 
get me into the introduce me into the coaching world. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have had my first assistant coaching job. You really just put put your neck out there for me, and it it worked out well. Yeah, and you actually had about three of them in one year. I think was wasn't it? You started out just volunteering, and and uh, you know Darren need Darren McKellar needed a coach. You went there, and then he left, and he came back with me, and you know so. No, it's always good, and and I think that's the uh, one of the most important things you'll you'll learn as a as a coach is that if you're not paying paying it forward to to guys and helping other guys and ultimately helping the game of basketball progress, I I think that's probably um, you know one of the most important things. You know, you you, you got to pay things forward. I mean, a lot of guys. Um, I mean, and a lot did things for me, um, and. I, without the help of the guys that I know, I, you know, I absolutely wouldn't be, wouldn't be talking to you. That's for sure. You know, um, but uh, no, I, I, I thank you for, for saying those good words. And, and I was a little worried that, you know, this is what, this is going to get you paid back for all that stuff you went through with me and <laughs> said, I'll get them back now. We're actually just going to get rid of what I sent you over the questions. Yeah. Talking about. Well, I, I got to have a scout report, you know, yeah. <laughs> you'd be like Mike Leach there said, I ah, was a fake. <laughs> But I appreciate it, Coach. And, you know, we've had some guys on, too. Uh, Eric Kornikowski said you're a mentor of his as well and uh, some other guys. Eric's, again, Eric probably forgot all those times. He left the gym muttering. But, no, Eric's uh, a great kid, and and he's doing a fantastic job. Yes, he is. Over there at North Smithfield. I mean, I kind of have a, a an inkling of, of what he's got to go through because it's not unlike what we have at Wheeler. You know, Eric is, he's got the passion and the willingness to be a, a good coach. And I don't, you know, and it, 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 it does, like I said, it does my heart good when, you know, guys you've coached or, or guys have been assistants or whatever under you and they go on to do bigger and, and, and better things. And that, I think, like I said, that's what it's all about. It's, it's, you got to pass your lessons along, you know, I, I really, you know, can't say enough about the guys who did things for me. I mean, and, and we'll try to get into all that, but you know, um, I think that's you got to pay back. You got to pay forward, actually. Yeah. And, um, you know, and uh, you know, Eric's Eric's a, a great guy, and you know, there's a few other guys out there that um, that played for me. Uh, you know, Brian Noonan and Greg Antorch and and guys like that. And you know, here I'm coach, coaching them, and now I look down the bench, and you know. They're on the other bench, and we went up and scrimmaged North Smithfield, and there's Eric, and of course, you know, he's he's third assistant, so he was reffing the scrimmage. I said, how's this going to work out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, Eric, great stuff, you know, yeah. to be named coach of the year in Rhode Island, and you're from the smallest division. I mean, I just tell you, you know, what a great job he's doing, and um, if I gave him any little help along the way, that you know, you know that that really makes me feel. Good. Coach, you've 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 given us all help and thought just in the right right direction, especially well, maybe not Craig so much, but you know, well, you know, Craig, there's only so much. No, you know what, and Craig, you know, God bless Craig. You know, um, he he works hard. He knows his stuff. He's loyal as all get out. Um, and 
you know, I would probably be lost without him. I mean, I, I give him a hard time and and whatnot, but it, it's all good. And, you know, he's another guy, you know what? It, it, we try to get him set up, but I'm not ready for him to leave yet. <laughs> he's probably sitting back there, be sitting there rolling his eyes. <laughs> All right. Well, coach, I, it's, it's amazing what you've done and how many people you've, you know, helped out and mentored in their careers and, you know, just been such a, an amazing coach over the years, but how did you get into basketball? Like what, or the sport itself? Well, you know, um, you know, as far as, as coaching, I, I don't know that there was ever a, a conscious decision. It was just always something I knew I wanted to do. I mean, I, I had a very narrow focus when I was younger. It was, it was sports and athletics and, and that was it. And I, I think, you know, as a young kid, you know, I probably had two goals. I was either going to play for the Red Sox, play for the Celtics. And if that didn't work out, I was going to coach them, you know, and I haven't got those calls yet. So, you know, we, <laughs> after, we this, kinda, after this, you yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, so, uh, you know, Fred Stevens does a pretty good job. So I think he's pretty set for a while. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it, it's, and, and it, it, when I look back on it, just, it's been a long time. I mean, I probably started coaching teams, you know, I was about 13, 14 years old. Wow. So, uh, you know, now they give kids community service for doing all that stuff. And, and Bruce Lagori and I, we just, and Alex Houston, we just did it because we like doing it. And we, we you know, it is things that we thought we should be doing, you know, and I have to, you know, really, you know, credit, you know, my mother and father, my father is probably one of the you know, superintendent of schools over in Charahoe, principal, and just a tremendous, tremendous motivator. So I kind of picked up a lot of things from him. It's probably Dean Felicetti could probably tell you how, how good a motivator my father is, <laughs> but, you know, um, my mother, just an outstanding teacher. I mean, I can't go anywhere without kids coming up to me and, uh, you know, saying how, how great a teacher my mother was. And I never really got it until, uh, so I'm what, you know, teach my kids. I said, man, they're pretty good, you know? <laughs> and um, so you, you kind of pick up things along the way. And, um, you know, as far as basketball, I, I think I always liked basketball the best, but I was a better baseball player younger because, you know, when you're probably in high school and you're five foot four and 130 pounds, you know, it's, you kind of gravitate that way. But, you know, I was able to, you know, keep playing in the, the Wesley men's leagues and things like that, teach your murals. And, you know, and, and I still think back and I was, of course, when I was a kid, we didn't have travel this and travel that, you know, we made up our own games and, it seems like I was always the guy that, uh, all right, Greenman Avenue is, we're going to go over to Tower Street and play those guys. And we'd have to, you know, make the lineups and all that. And it seemed like I was always the guy that ended up doing that. Same with intramurals and stuff in college. And just, I don't know that it ever was a, a conscious decision not to get into coaching. It was just there. And, um, you know, hopefully I can continue on for at least a few more years, you know. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, yeah, my dad always said you were one hell of a baseball player in high well, school. Well, you, you know, your, your dad, you know, he's a smart guy. No, <laughs> but you know, I tell you what, if I if I could shoot like Chick Marone, that's that's the sport I'd be playing because you know, you talk about a guy that was uh, born way too early. If they had the three 
point line when when we played chick probably would have set records that had never been broken and he out there still remember that little that two-hand set shot he from deep i mean and, and it was going in you know great player great guy you know and, and we hung around a bit and um no and uh it's, it's too bad he can't play golf or anything like that you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? it wasn't like he was blessed with any of those yeah they, 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 the, the guys the guy's amazing you know so um no, Chick, you know, Chick's a great guy. Tell him thank you for saying that. And I'll, I'll give him the money later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know where to send the bill. You know yeah, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so, Coach, what was your first, like, coaching job, at, like, you know, out of college? And how did you, like, you know, first coaching job? Uh, you know, what? when I got out of school, I was a phys ed major at, um, at Plymouth State. And I graduated in 1980. They weren't exactly begging for teachers back then and, and PE teachers and whatnot. Um, what I ended up doing, I took a job at, at St. Michael's uh, School down there in Pawkatuck as, as a PE teacher a couple of days a week. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another and they wanted me to coach their team. And then get in, I, I really actually, you know, I just wanted to be coaching something, you know, and uh, we coached basketball down there and I was still coaching some baseball. Uh, youth leagues and things like that and got into uh actually coaching at the y you know as in the preteen leagues um and i just looked at it as you know i want to be good at this before we go on and we had some good success and actually ended up get coaching like almost every league there was i think i can remember at least one year i probably coached about five teams between the rec league oh and God. and the y and and travel leagues and, things like that when Alex Houston was with me the whole way is um just had a great time and, and we just kind of took stepping stones so you know get good at this get better try to be the best guy there and then move up and the opportunities you know arise I mean like I said I, I don't know that I ever thought I'd have the chance to coach in a high school situation because I ended up working at the Olean Center and then later at the state of Connecticut um, when teaching special ed and uh, you know got into that way late because I was real lucky we had a nice group of kids there the Jeff Moreau the other Jeff Moreau uh, yeah. Mike McDonald the, the, the late Mike Haggerty um, Johnny Pucci and I started coaching those guys and one thing led to another they needed a freshman coach up at Westerly and you know I, I put in for it and I got the job and find out that was like a 20 seven 28 years ago wow. yeah and going ever since i mean those guys i mean some of the guys that i coached at the y i'm coaching their sons now you yeah. know <laughs> it's crazy it's, it's the craziest thing it's yeah, i know your father said so how do you know that i coached them <laughs> you know <laughs> they looked at me like okay yeah whatever <laughs> they go ask them <laughs> and hopefully you know that their uh their parents say good things i mean eric Fulberg was Dean always keeps cropping up in this. He's a good friend with Dean Felicetti. Uh, you know, and uh, they're amazed. Yeah, I coached your father, and you know, I coached your best friend. And so, you know, it's, it started off at Wesley, and then it just took off from there. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, uh, I think, I, I, you know, for nothing else, I've worked real hard. And, yeah. 
and and got lucky with the people that I've met and they've given given me chances and you know and you, you try to make the best of chances with the chances that you have and, and uh, it was just that like I said it was, it was never a conscious decision not to coach it was just going yeah, it was just you know? there. It was just, you always wanted it was just there I just I'm just gonna do it and and I, I tell people this all the time you know what coaching is coaching it, the level doesn't matter. I mean, I've coached in the multi-purpose room at the Y, you know, I've coached at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. I've coached in probably every gym in Rhode Island and Connecticut. Um, I've worked with third graders. I've worked with D1 kids. I've worked with high school kids. I've had a chance to work with some pros. And to me, it's all the same, you know, yeah. just go put the shoes on and, and go and you're teaching. And, and, and that's the way I look at it. There's there's no big program, small program. This is big. This is little. It's like, hey, you make the big time where you are, and 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 do what you got to do. And you know, and it's it really is. I hope I'm not rambling. No, no, you're fine. You know, it's kind. Of, you know, I get excited and I get antsy and whatever. But yeah. you know, coaching. You know, the, it was you know explained to me. It said coaching's probably you know the best disease you'll ever get. You know. But the thing is, once it's in your blood, it doesn't leave. It never leaves. You know what? And you, and then you get to the point where you're dependent on it. You have to keep doing it. And so I think it was in my blood. And I, I don't know that it's going to leave. But you know. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that's a that's a quote of uh, a quote of the podcast. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's true. I I, I think it was Don Don Chevalier, and coach at North Providence years ago, he was sitting around talking and he told me that. I said, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, it's you know, it's, um, you know it's, it's bad when you, you go to, you go to bed thinking about how you can be a better coach. You're waking up trying to be a better coach and you're writing stuff down in the middle of the night, something will come to you. You got to get up and write it down. And, you know, any, you watch games, you don't even know what the score is. You're just writing down X's and O's. Oh, geez, how'd they do that? How'd they do this? It's, yeah. It, it never leaves. And, you know, um, so like I, I told you, so if you're going to coach, you you know what, if you can do without it, don't coach, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what, because, you know, but if you want to do it, I mean, it, it takes a lot. There's a bug. And I mean, you know, as a high school coach, geez, you know, the, the, uh, the pay is lousy and the hours long, so, you know, who would love it, you know, so you got to love it. You know? That's true. That's very true. Now, what's some of the, anything like yeah, you learned from, uh, what you learned from coaching underneath the, you know, the late great uh, coach Dan Sylvester. Jeez, oh, you know what? You know, I get a little emotional when I talk about coach, you know, because he's one of the guys, I mean, that's, uh, he took a chance on me. Um, you know, I, I'm not sitting here now if, if he didn't take that chance on me. I mean, you know, he, he's an all-time winner as coach in the state of Rhode Island. He picked up some guy. He didn't know why, who I was. So he just went off a recommendation. But, uh, you know, coach, obviously with the, you know, the usual stuff, he, he and Coach McClellan were just absolute X's and old genius strategy-wise, you know, top of the charts, how good they were. Um, Skill-wise, teaching skills, they were I don't think I've ever been around guys, you know, um, that would be better than those two. I mean, here I get the job with him. I haven't coached probably 20-something years. I thought, you know, I'm pretty good. You know what? 
I'm being cocky, but I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. You know, and I walked in the first meeting with him and uh, he hands me a paper as a, you know, I thought it was, I just got to come in and get the practice plan or whatever. And it's a whole program plan of soup to nuts. And I said, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, and so I probably, my first day with Dan, um, I probably learned more in the first 20 minutes than I had in the, in the previous, you know, um, 20 years. I mean, it, it was that in depth. But I, I think what he, he gave the most to me, to, uh, actually a couple of things, you know, he taught me how to organize the whole program, you know, from overall practice plans, overall scouting, the, from soup to nuts. Yeah. And, he obviously had been it when he got to Wesley, he'd you know, been in it close to 30 years. So there was not a situation on or off the court that he hadn't experienced. Yeah. And so it was, he could see stuff coming, you know, off the court that he taught me. You know? So just being able to run a program, he, he taught me that. And, and probably the biggest lesson, you know, that I learned from him is, you know, how to have loyalty up and down the chain of command as a coach, a head coach and the assistant coach, the, the loyalty is probably your most prized possession you have with assistant coaches. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I, I still, you know, like I tell Craig and I, I tell you, I said, you can argue with me, <laughs> you know what? And I want you to, I want you, you know, to have input, but at the end of the day, you know what? I got your back, you got mine and, and, I fight, you know, for Coach Sylvester and, and whatever would come in. I know he, he did the same for me. And um, so those two things, being able to teach you how to run a program and loyalty factors of the coaching staff and um, just immensely helpful, immensely helpful. Yeah. And uh, I hope I can be half as good as he was at, at that. And, um, you know, but uh, and I, I just tell you to what kind of guy he was. I don't know. Like I told you, we may go for a couple hours. You may have to. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. We, <laughs> you know, we always put it up. We always do two parts. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think the, the first the first year I was with coach, I was the freshman coach. So I kind of on my own. And like I said, I had my ideas of what we were going to do. He says, no, you're doing this, you know, yeah. and which is the right way to do it. You have to have a program approach and everybody's got to be on the same page. You know, he doesn't want to have to reteach, uh, you know, things year after year, which I absolutely see the, you know, the value in that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so, but then the second year, you know, he, he boosted me up to, to the JVC. And we asked, we still had Coach McCall in there, who was like the associate yeah. coach. He was the lead assistant. I was a JV coach and then the third assistant. So I, I think, uh, I can't remember what it was. We went to play classical Providence. It's a, it's a pretty good matchup for us. And we had a nice team. We had Jerry Off and yeah. Ann Clark and Joe and Trary, Marone and guys. And we were pretty good. You know, and we're up there, you know, Coach McClellan probably was out scouting somewhere. So I'm the lead assistant and it gets, you know, it's we're playing classical real tough. And uh, it comes down to the end of the game. It's about, I don't know, Five seconds left, I want to say, and it's went down by one. And so he calls timeout, and he immediately turns to me and said, "Okay, coach, you know what are we running?" I said, I said 
okay, so quickly I'm, I'm jot down this play and I said, you know what? I, I changed some things. I said, instead of Jerry get, Jerry off getting the ball, we're going to have him take it out. This is an all-state pitcher. He's going to get it there, you know, and um, it probably was uh, a little bit farther down the court than we normally ran that play. Um, you know, so we take it out and we throw the ball away. I go, he's never going to ask me, you know, and I kind of help again. I said, I'll be lucky if he lets me take the bus home, you know. But sure enough, you know, I'm going to say six, seven games later, same type of situation. He goes, okay, coach, what are we going to run? You know, and I gave him the play and it worked. I said, oh, thank God for that. Yeah. So it's like, again, I may not be sitting here, you know, but that's, that's the kind of guy he he was, you know, that he had absolute faith and that he was going to be loyal to you. You could, you could mess up, but, you know, he's going to correct you and he's going to give you more chances at that. And um, I ended up staying with him, I think it was, in a 12 years, something like that. it was a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously before we left. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm fully indebted to that man. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, you know, he, he passed and his wife and his son called me and I got like tons of scrapbooks and school books and practice plans and all that. They're actually sitting right next to me. I look at him, so, you know, it, it almost makes you a little wistful, I guess is what it is. Yeah. No, I, I can't say enough about that man. Yeah, he he. I know he was a big part of uh, your life. I know we. Oh we, yeah. We had talked about that too, and like you know when we I started coaching with you and everything like that, and yeah, it's it's really cool to hear all the stories like that because I don't think I ever heard of those stories before. Yeah, you know those are those cool. are things you're not gonna get unless you were there. Now you know obviously you know the players you know when it came down to it the, the players you know did what he, he wanted to do. And I mean, it's a, the usual, you know, uh, you know, co-player relationship. I'm sure the kids at, at Wheeler now don't go <laughs> running. You do it because I'm playing for Coach Cobley and some nights like Eric probably ran home to Pear Street muttering under his breath. And we get that. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I think, but no, I mean, Coach Sylvester, aces in my book. You, 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 can't, you can't say a bad word about him to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's what. You know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know you will. <laughs> yeah, you know that's you know. Yeah. No, I I know how important he is. I can say anything I want, but you guys can't. You know? <laughs> that's how it goes. That's right. Right. <laughs> you dealt with. Not that we didn't have battles on the bench. He, you know, because you know me, I was in his ear all game long. Da, 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 da. Finally, you, you, it felt sometimes you just gonna tell him, just shut up, coach. We, you know, but never did. Yeah. Never did. <laughs> that's that's amazing that you had such a great mentor and someone to yeah. uh, develop you and you know help you grow as a coach and everything that yeah. you've learned and now you're you're carrying with you what does that do to your coaching philosophy oh boy you know seriously my coaching philosophy we we do hours on that but uh, <laughs> I, I i think it you know I don't know that I've never really changed it over the years as far as the, the meat of it. But, you know, I, I think it really starts with your own personal philosophy on, on, on what you believe in. And, and I think that guides the, the rest of it. Yeah. And mine, and I, you know, when you get older, your father's probably the same way. You start, you know, thinking of these things. It's like, geez, what really do I believe in? 
And what do I want people to, to remember? And, and I, I think, you know, my own personal philosophy that as best as I can come up with is I want to teach. I want to make an impact. You know, hopefully I give more than I take and I never want to stop doing that no matter what the obstacles are. Um, so, and then, you know, so that's what kind of guides me. And then you, you have to look at, you know, what do your kids need? What do, what do your players need? You know, I, I think, you know, as much as people say that kids have changed over the years, they really haven't. A lot of the same things motivate them. I mean, they have a lot different uh, pressures and the outside world is a lot different for kids. Yeah. That's the stress of everything that's going on. But, I, you know, I, I think kids want some structure and they want some discipline. You know, they don't want you, you know, put on their neck all the time or, yeah. or you know, being a nag, but they want some structure and discipline. They want some leadership, you know, and, and I, I think they all want to be part of something bigger than themselves, you know, yeah. whether it's basketball or you're on the skateboard team or you're on the debate team or they're in the chess club, they all belong to something that's bigger than themselves. Yeah. You know? And they, they, obviously we've talked about this a lot, you know, they, they, they want somebody who cares about them. Yeah. You know, that, you know, if, you, if you're just looking as a, as an athlete that you can score 20 points a game and get 15 rebounds and that's all you, they feel that you want from them, you know, that's, that's not what it's about. They, they want to know that you care about them. I mean, and I, I know you've had other, uh, you know, coaches say basically the same thing, you know, and, and they want to be treated fairly. You know, kids have built in, call a built in BS detector. They know when you're not being fair. Yeah. When you're lying. So you you have to make sure that you're, you know, it's not always treating them equally, but you treat them fairly. And they want that. And and I think above all, you know, they want to be taught. You know, the, the fun in athletics or in anything is, is getting better at it, you know. And so they want somebody that's going to teach them too, you know. And um, so that, that's that would be the second tier. Like I said, you know, then from there, you know, there are things that I definitely have objectives for myself that, that I have to make sure that I'm doing. That, you know, I want, you know, excuse me, make sure that those kids have a rewarding experience. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not going to be positive all the time, but you want to have a good feeling once they leave, you know. You want a safe environment. You have to provide that, which is especially important. Yes. Yeah. You know, and uh, I want to make sure that I have, you know, knowledge and that I'm prepared. And I mean, you've been in my basement stuff is loaded with yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have all the great coaches of the world sitting on my bookshelf, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to make sure that I, I know what I'm talking about, and, um, how to teach it. I think it all comes back to teaching. Yeah. You know, I got to be organized. I got to be prepared. I, you know, they laugh, Craig laughs, you know, and I bring in those sheets and I started doing this, this, and this, and this today. And, all right, we didn't do very well at this, so we got to do a little bit more tomorrow. And you know, I, I want the, the to make sure that we have a total team atmosphere. You know, everybody's pulling for each other. And you know, I, hopefully, I get this done. You know, I, I want to coach with enthusiasm and some energy. You know, and effort, and hopefully, I enjoy it too. Yeah, you know, yeah. but that that's a big part of it. And yeah. um, you know, and again, I mean, I, I want to teach kids to to become the the that they can be on the court and off the court. 
Yeah. I mean, seriously, coach, if you're not teaching off the court values and lessons, you're not doing your job. You're yeah. just not doing your job. You know, it, most kids, this will be in high school, will be the last time they put on a real uniform. And you know what? So you're not preparing them to play D1 or in the NBA. You're preparing them for life. And if you're not doing that, you're not doing your job. Yeah. I hate I hate to put it like that. It's true. It's very true. You know, you know it's 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 you know, and I think that the best things I get is when I see kids you know, from 30 years ago. I taught at the Y. Say, hey, coach, you know, so you know you know you did your job, and you know, and I want the the players to learn you know, certain values too. I mean, they got to know, you know, learn about rights and responsibilities of being on a team. They want to, they got, they have to learn that you're only successful um, is through hard work. And, and yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's one and it's probably one A down the road, but uh, you know, and, and I think one of the big cornerstones of our program is that, you know, kids have to realize itself also that the importance of just giving your best effort all the time. Yeah. But it, uh, and I think that's probably the main sticking point in my philosophy. You know, you've got to give your best effort. Well, it's going to take care of itself yeah. after that, you know. And, of course, we've gotten a famous, you know, I want to make sure that they understand that they only have two habits and decisions, good and bad, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. That's an important thing. And, um, you know, and then I, I would say probably 1A, you know, you have to learn how to play and, and go through it first. I mean, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is probably the most important lesson you get from sports, you know, is stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Like COVID's going to happen. You know, it's how, how you react to that is, is what, how you determine what, what you're going to, what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? true. And then hopefully, you know, with all that, they, they love, they love the game as much as, you know, we do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, if we get all that done, that, that, that's a pretty good year. You know, so, so you know, I, I, you have to know why, you know, and why you're doing the things. You got to have, you know, philosophy for yourself, and you got to have a philosophy for your kids. And you know, if you get all that done, and then you know, maybe at the end of the year they say thank you, which is which is basically why we do it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I have to say, like you know, even with your philosophy with the effort. It always paid off no matter what. I feel like yes. all, yeah. all, every time I coach with you or every game I've been to, your kids have never, ever given up. No matter what the score was or what no the – No matter what. You wouldn't give up when you walk into the gym what the score was. That's, no, uh, that, I mean, the, and that's, that's very, very important to me is because that's really the whole basis of our program. Yeah. Um, you know, that your success is judged by the effort that you give, you know, and, and – I have never once that we got to come out, win this game, da, 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 putting the, the pressure on the scoreboard. Is, but you have to do is you have to give your best effort because you have to learn how to do the things that lead to being successful. And if you can do that, you know what? It's like coaches. I don't care what the scoreboard says. It's, you know, you're going to be successful. And that's how, how we rate. That's a big thing in our culture is, you know, it's, you're judged by the effort that you get. Yeah. Um, they, they know. I mean, now it, they miss a shot, maybe a turnover. You know what? I'm trying to get better at, at, at you know, being patient with that thing, and 
I think I found a good balance with it. But the kids know that you know the, the way they're going to get under my skin is you know I hard. Um, yeah, give any effort. Or any. Give their best effort. I mean yeah. that I can't say that enough. It's just you know, effort supersedes everything. Yeah. And the harder you work, the more you'll fun you'll have. Basically, yeah. you know. Definitely. Like I said, it, we I could go chapter and verse on, on all that stuff but you know, no, you... And, you know but when it comes down to it it's so much more important than the x's and o's you yeah. know you got kids that are gonna believe in what they're doing no matter what you run you can run triangle you could run oh, loyola marymount you know yeah. it doesn't matter your kids believe in you and you're treating them right they'll do it they'll yeah. do it that's that's true it's true you have a great coaching philosophy i know from working underneath you and i've I witnessed it firsthand and I witnessed all the players that have come back and always give you respect and all the players that I've talked to off the court, how much they love you and what you've done for the Wheeler program. You know, what was it like taking over such a program that was a small school and, you know, building a culture there? Well, you know, first, let me say this, you know, it's probably the best move of my life was, was going over there to coach, you know, and obviously things didn't work out at the end at Westerly and, was was out of coaching basically for a couple of years other than you know Parker in London had me scout games which you know I think he just did it to make me feel good because he really didn't need a scout you know he had four or five D1 kids playing and I go scout and it gave me a chance to see the ECC and then obviously go to the uh the interview over there and, and I wanted to coach you know and then people said no you don't want to go there it's too small let's do this let's do that they don't have a tradition I said listen I want to coach yeah. said, it don't matter if it's d1 or why pre-team one doesn't yeah. matter to me I, i'm gonna coach and and as you're going through the interview it was just so many positive things about the culture of the school at that time that i just you know we could we can make this work you know number one over there i think this is paramount for any any high school coach now is you know just the loyalty and the the um, you know, of the administration there. Yeah, and, and I've been you know very fortunate. I I've worked on at the high school level two great athletic directors, Tucker Turnover and Ellen, um, Ellen Turner. It, it, it's uh, we joke about all the time how many bullets she's taken for me, but uh, <laughs> you know. But I, I think that's what you need, and you you see that. And you know, as, as far as the culture, there were some great things to work with. And you know, like I said, you, you got to look at what you have, not what you don't have. And and what I saw there, it's a small school, yes, All right? Maybe not a lot of talent, but the kids were together. You know, they're together. They they want. You know, they're all friends. We hardly have ever had any chemistry problem because you know, kids. You know, sitting next to that kid in first grade, but sitting next to him in, yeah, right. as a senior. So yeah. the, the chemistry is just, you know, off the charts. And the hard work values that those kids have over there is, you know, um, you know, second to none. They just, you know, they work hard. They say, all right, we can work with that, you know. And, um, you know, it, it's just been one of the, the best things. You go in and start your own programming. To try to get your objectives and values in and peace you know we get this done here and like i said our success is measured by the effort that we get yeah 
our administration and AD know that. And we went, you know, we went through some tough times when they wanted to close the school and athletes are leaving left and right. And my thing was, well, you're paying me to coach here. I'm going to coach the kids that are here and uh, they're going to give their best effort every night. And we may struggle some, I mean, they struggle some years. We win four or five games and yeah. probably lucky to do that sometimes, you know, but just through the effort, we got that done. And, and now that with the new school and, and kids are staying, we, we've, we've kind of turned in the corner. But again, you know, the wins and losses are not the, not the huge thing. I mean, Jeff, I, I coach with a guy who won 665 games. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of puts things in perspective. Yeah. This, just, always, yeah. Uh, hey, all right. So, yeah. You know, I don't care how many you won. I, I sat with a guy that won the most. So. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think, you know, you know, we just, the culture was, is we just wanted to make things first class, you know, which I learned from Jack Carson way in fact that you always got to go first class. You know, that's a right way of doing things and a wrong way of doing things. You're going to be the winner's department, you know, which doesn't mean winning games. It means you're going to act the right way. You're not yep. going to, you know, complain. You're not going to whine. You're not going to make excuses. You're going to work as hard as you can. Um, going to be, when we win, you know, very humble when we lose. All right, you know, you, you got about 24 hours to feel bad for yourself and then it's over. Yeah. And we just, just take it from, from there. I mean, and, and the kids buy in. I mean, you know, they, you know, we've just had some, I mean, tremendous athletes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And people, people do not realize some of the kids that have gone through school. Yeah. Said, you know, Kyoka Mars Garrett played a D1 basketball. Tommy Gleason, Division II baseball All-American. Tommy Gavitt uh, got drafted by the Oakland A's from Wheeler. Yeah. Oh, we got Troy Stefanski, three-year starter. Um, the UConn. Walk-on. Walk-on, you know, yeah. No, nobody saw that coming. Yeah. You know, um, he's trying to think who else. And we may have a crop coming up that's going to do some great things. But uh, I kind of just snicker a little bit and, and people say you're not going to get any exposure or recognition playing at a small school and I rattle off those names and they look at me like huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's you know it's they're you know, gonna find you no matter what no they matter. Got, you know what and, and we work hard yeah. at getting our kids opportunities I mean I'm I'm on the phone a lot and yeah. with the contacts that I have and say you know what and that you know thankfully they you know, they value my opinion on kids and whatnot. And, you know, kid wants to play. We're going to, you know, find a place for them to go. I mean, it's not not that for everybody. And like I said, 99% of the kids are not putting on a real uniform after their senior year. Yeah, true. So when you do, you're lucky. Yeah. But, you know, you can get there. And, you know, kind of Gleason, I say that all the time. You know, the thing was, you can get there from here. You yeah. know, it's, it's you're going to have to work for it. It may be a little bit more difficult than other kids have to do, but you can get there from here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they'll find you no matter what. I mean, you know, you know, and uh, geez, don't get me started on Troy Stefanski. I, that, that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, on that <laughs> oh, man. We could have a, we could have just yeah. always known Troy Stefanski. Oh my God. You know what? And here's, here's the most incredible stat. Troy Stefanski, never mind that he took like 23 charges. Yeah, exactly. His senior year. Yeah. You know, but for three years, he never lost a sprint. 
never yeah. lost a sprint back when we were doing it. He never lost. I mean, you know, it's to me that's the most incredible thing. I, I told you, we we retired his. We didn't retire his game jersey. We retired his practice jersey. Yeah, yeah. So it's hanging up in the locker room, number twelve. So yeah. his, that, that's what. That's the epitome of of a practice guy. Yeah. You know? It never gave less than his best effort. True. He's, he's the post child. You know what? There's, there's no question. I mean, um, Troy was a special know, kid. Even, you know, you saw him in the alumni games. Oh, my God. He's yeah. coming down and he's diving on the floor and crashing yeah. into boards. He shoots a lot better now than he did back then. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you, you saw it. Yeah. You know? I, I was lucky to coach him. I mean, I loved coaching. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was just, he was just the epitome of what Wheeler basketball yeah. was and like what a wheeler, like, and a wheeler athlete was or anything was like what you would right. just look at. He just did, he had just the right did. mentality and the attitude and he did yeah. everything. Yeah, was, you know, but, it's not this, you know, and, and we've had some players. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, we have guy, three guys score a thousand points since we've been there and, uh, there's some great shooters, Connor Gleason and Mikey Della Porter. Yep. I mean, you know, though, you know, Connor could have played. We had him set up to, you know, to play someplace in basketball, and um, he ended up choosing baseball. And yeah. they, you know, probably a great move. And they went to the College National Championship, and him and uh, Tommy Cavett and on and played at a top program, Franklin Pierce. Yeah. Better than probably most D1 baseball programs. I mean, so you get there from here, you yeah. know. Oh yeah, no, no problem whatsoever. It's true. I mean, All right, so what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you just you, you because yeah. you know it's just a matter of time before I take this over and I'm asking you questions. <laughs> the roadie run back take over, but the roadie, yeah, yeah. got hijacked. Yeah, hijacked. <laughs> then it can take over. <laughs> the wheeler take over. Yeah. Um, if you know, you're sick one day, don't worry, Jeff. I got you. Yeah, he got me. <laughs> um. You know, you what sticks out to you the most of the twelve years you've been at Wheeler? A game oh, or anything specifically? You no, know, absolutely the kids. Yeah, number one. You know, and there, there are some games that you know, and obviously for a while there it was you know what other places would term successful. We probably didn't do that. So, um, but you know, I can remember my first game at Wheeler. Lyman, and I didn't think we were ever going to get there. It seemed like it took us three hours. Yeah, it's in the middle of all the farms and everything. Yeah. Like, are we ever going to get here? <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, we get there, and and um, Gleason comes down the court three straight times. Three, three, three. I said, man, this is going to be pretty good. <laughs> you know what? And then, you know, Lyman kind of took over. So I remember that first one. Absolutely. I can remember Troy. Yeah. Um, one of those lean years, he's probably a junior, I think, you know, playing in a Christmas tournament. And we knew oh, if, yeah. we, if we didn't win this one, it was going to be a long, long year. And we're yeah. down to probably six, six, seven points with about 30 seconds to go. And he scored about eight straight points and we win. It's like, man, you would have thought we won the state championship. Yeah. Was that the um, one he hit? I was with you. I was coaching with you. Was that the one he hit the turnaround jumper? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. He probably didn't make two outside shots his whole career. And he, <laughs> but to win the game, you know, you you put the ball in his hands. He took right over, yeah. He was Yeah, awesome. and, you know, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, now, obviously, we've had been successful lately and, and been able to win some games in the ECC tournament and yeah. go to the States. And obviously, last season, 
know, open around to the States. We uh, hit a three to tie it up. And then two seconds left, they, they run the play I want. We won the game. And then, you know, it really sticks out because the next game we're making travel plans and trying to figure out, all right, I had to be in charge of the fan bus too because we had to be very small with all the COVID issues. Yeah. So I had talked with Ellen probably the first thing in the morning about all that stuff. But like everything on the plate, you know, as far as what was going to happen because we couldn't send many people. Kids wanted to know. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I'll take them and I go back down to my classroom and get a tech from uh, CIAC, tournament's over, <laughs> you know what, it's canceled. Yeah. So I'm walking down the hallway, see if Alan saw this, and of course it goes over the, the intercom with Coach Cobbley and the boys basketball team, please report to the office, and it's, man, it's like a kick to the gut, so I mean, yeah, you know, I worked that hard for those four years, and it culminates, and, and we thought we had a chance to make a run. Yeah, tournament. yeah. And it, it you know, just wasn't meant to be. But again, you know what? It happened. So we have to deal with it. And yep. uh, oh, I, I think I, I read something today, Dawn Stanley, you know, coach at of Carolina, women's coach, great player. He explains it like this. He said, you know what? COVID's probably the ultimate competitor. You yeah. know, you don't know where it's coming from. It has all these powers. If you so any if you don't do what you're supposed to do, it's gonna get you. Yeah, yeah. And never mind the mental strain of, of worrying. It's you know, it's the well, COVID's the ultimate competitor. So, you know, you have to kind of treat it like that and say, okay, you know, this is what we these are the cards we have. What are we gonna do with it? Oh, it's it's not what happens to you, it's how you react to it. You know, you got to develop that well, that resiliency because, you know, like I said. You know, fight, learn how to fight through adversity because that's the most important thing that, that you can impart to your players. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. You can't can't help or control the situation that's at yeah. hand. You just got to... But you can react to it, and, yeah. you know. It, uh, and, and I think some people lose sight of that. You know, it's just, yeah. we can't play this and that. It's a, well, you know, this is what we have. You know, borrowing from Darren McKellar, you know, you, you stay ready and you never have to get ready. Yeah, that's you know, right, that's you, right. You just stay ready and, and when time comes, you don't have to worry about getting ready because you're, you're ready all the time. You see, I always said that to me. I said, you're right, coach? He goes, stay ready for getting ready, baby. That's what I always said. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Then that's what I always said to me when I worked with yeah. him. I'll never forget that. I always Absolutely. Great guy. Doing great things over there at Mitchell. With yeah, he is. He, doing he, great things. He really is. He's a great coach. Great I still get a text from him every now and yeah. then. Usually at the first day of school, he'll text me. How you doing? Go get him. You know? Yeah. Then the first day of practice, he'll text me again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's great. He's yeah, always he's great guy. But well, I, seriously, you know, like I said, I just met some great people over there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, but seriously, though, I mean, if you want a coach, there's probably, and, and you think you love the game, coach there. Yeah. And see, you know, if you love coaching, right? Because, you know, it's not the easiest place to coach, but it's probably the best place. Yeah. yeah. Everything is. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade that situation for anything. Unless Celtics call, you know, I, I'd have to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right, I'd have to, have yeah, to yeah. give it a twirl, you know? Yeah, yeah give, it, give it a shot. Why not? Right? <laughs> I'm looking at a long-term guarantee contract, though, yeah. or else I ain't going. 
Oh, well, I'll try to work one out for you. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got the you got the connections. I yeah. got the connections. <laughs> now, Coach, what was your favorite? I know we worked together. What was your favorite time with me as your assistant? All right, so this is this is where it's coming, where you're going to put me on the spot, right? You said, I, I'm going to get him back. You know, it's... Um, this is this is what I say over to you. Yeah. Yeah, you would... Well, I mean, obviously, you know what? You were obviously a great assistant, you know, loyal. You knew the game. You worked hard. But I, I think <laughs> what sticks out to me, I mean, I... You know, the way I coach. And, yeah. And we were going through that period of time. That, you know, it was not easy for us to, to win games. And I always felt this thing, that, you know, teams and some of the coaches over there would kind of take advantage of situations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially with the referees. And yeah. Well, I said, probably a couple of times, you know, I'm arguing with the other coach and I'm see you sitting over there. And at one time, I think I went over there and I said, you started out about 5'11", but by the time I turned around, you you thought I was going to get thrown out. And you know, yeah, you're like, going to have to do the whole thing. Probably wonder what the heck is he doing now, you yeah. know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think that, okay, now I was going to fight for anything. Yeah, know? no. I you was going to fight for you. I was going to fight for all our kids. And, you know, you, you come in here, beat us by 40 and think you're all that, but, but you're not going to, you're not going to take advantage of us. Yeah. I remember yeah. those moments too. Yeah, you yeah. Know, but you, there, there wasn't anything I wouldn't do for those kids. I've, I've calmed down a little bit now. You probably enjoy it more now. But yeah, I know you calmed down. Craig <laughs> just knows it's coming. He said, "All right, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> I know you calmed down. Yeah. <laughs> even from even just from having you as a coach, I know you calmed down for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well. I mean, I I think you, you pick your spots. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, you act like a nut the whole game, and nobody's gonna listen. To you. So you gotta understand you know, what's needed at the time. And I, I think at that time, we had to be a little, I had to be a little bit more forceful in my personality, I, I guess you would say. No, you did. I think you did the right. Oh, no, I'm the old guy. I'm the old guy in that league, you know, you and it's like, so I know all the refs now, this and that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing how that's, how that's turned. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I've got a technical in like five years, five, six years. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> you saved them. When I get them, I knew I was going to get them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We had to make a, you know, a make run, a, something there. Yeah. You know, no, it's absolutely, you know, it's, I, I, I think back on that and said, Jesus, what I put that kid through. <laughs> No, I I enjoyed my time. I had a lot of fun. That was a that was probably one of the most fun I've had. I'll never forget yeah. going up to that Christmas term of Nate's story. Oh yeah, that's the one. That Troy hit the, the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one. Oh, You're gonna he, find he was, where we were. We're in the middle of the woods. No, no, no. I said, you know, this is before GPSs were a big thing too. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> he was. Oh my, he just got married. You know. Yeah, he, he did. Oh my god, I have to say congratulations to him next time I talk yeah. to him. Yeah. I think he's. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's. You know, yeah, you know, he's a good kid. Talk another about kid. another another great hardworking kid right yeah. there. I mean, they they come out of the woodwork and uh, we are, you know great kids and hardworking kids. Yeah, they really they, they really are. I for all the times I've worked with you and worked with all the kids there, I can never say a bad thing. I've always enjoyed all the kids I worked with and had some really good kids. Roger, Michael Del Porta, oh yeah, Ryan, you know um, Ryan, uh. Do salt, like all, salt, all yeah. great kids, like, you know, oh, great kids. I mean, yeah. no, it, and, and I think, you know, that's why you coach. Yeah. You know what? That's why you coach. You want to make an impact on those kids. 
and hopefully you can create something in them that they will take forward and, and pay forward, you know, and whatever they want to do. And, yeah. You know, and just a thank you and the handshake and the hugs. And, you know, I, I get a, you know, kick out of it. You know, when, whenever they call me coach, I said, I haven't coached you in like 10 years. Yeah. Said, yeah, but you're still the coach, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. so, I mean, you know, that's, uh, you know, that, that's why, you know, Jeff, I, I can't emphasize that enough is that's why we do it. It's because yeah. of the kids. Yeah. Like I said, if you're not helping them to be better first as, as young men and then older men and people in society, you, you have to you play into that. I mean, I don't think a lot of coaches realize how much of an impact that they have uh, on their players. I mean, I, I can probably name every single coach I probably ever had um, that they were that instrumental in me. You know, I can probably name, you know, maybe a handful of teachers. Yeah. Obviously, I, I don't think guys realize how much of an impact. And the coach has. So, you know, it's, it's always – you know, you always got to keep that in mind. Yeah. I have guys who tell me, say, don't, don't be a kid's last coach. You know? Yeah. You know, don't be his last coach. Let the progression grow naturally. Yeah, exactly. You, you turn them off the game, you haven't, or, or anything, you haven't done your job. Yeah, that's very, very true. Like I said, I mean, I, I'm just lucky to have, you know, yeah. Carson and Bernaliza, Sylvester. You know, Coach Clellan, all my assistants, geez, you know, over the years, Steve McNeil, yeah. Alex Houston, yourself, Greg, Charles Tuttle, um, Dussault, yeah. you know, uh, you know, at night, I kind of tell them they come back and coach. I say, didn't you have enough the first time? <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, they, they want to do that. And, yeah. You know, when all the kids come back, and we, you know, for the alumni game and, you know, it's just, it blows my mind. Say, oh, you guys want to come back here? So I, I think at that point, I say, you know, we, we, we did okay here. You know, yeah. the kids, they want to come back. So definitely, definitely. Yeah. I always see, I always, uh, I see, I run into a former player, a kid I see, they always have great things to say about you and how much they realized, even after when they finished, how much you've done for Wheeler and, you know, getting all the new jerseys and shirts well, and know, making sure they look professional and all that stuff. They, yeah, they always, you know, it, that. you know and I'm sure, you know, they'll tell you, I mean, there's, there's a right way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things. And you're going to represent your school in a positive manner and you're going to look right and you're going to act right. Cause if you don't, I'm going to take care of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, funny, you know, last year we, we actually were named, uh, we got the sportsmanship award from the from the referees last year. Oh wow! <laughs> which I, I thought was great because when we started on, I didn't I didn't ever see that come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I, I think they realized that you know we're not putting up with stuff and and it happens. We we take care of it if it causes us to maybe lose a game. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. what? Yeah. But we'll get past that. But it's more important that you know that kid learns that lesson of how we're supposed to act on it. You know, nobody's nobody's bigger than the game. Nobody's bigger than the team. And, um, you know, that's just the way we do it. This is the way it is, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just the way it is. And I have still have some kooky rules that just because you put some rules in just so you can have a rule. Yeah. You know, and see who's going who's gonna to test it. 
like the headband rule, I still get kids <laughs> talking about the headband rule. <laughs> you know, it's just we, I think where that came, I can't, you know, I think we had one year at Wesley, maybe kids all thought it was going to be a big, big to do. You know, we're going to all wear headbands because we're cool with this, with that. Well, I don't know why you guys got headbands on. Some of you don't work hard enough to get any sweat on you. <laughs> so I said, we're not wearing eight headbands because I just think it, you're sending a wrong message. Right? Yeah. It's more important for you to look cool than it is. Too. So I kind of stuck with it and, you know, had a little pushback on it. But, you know, obviously once Connor Gleason bought into that, never had a problem. Yeah. Time. No, I get you. You know, and uh, but that I think that's one that sticks out. And kids will always say that. But I do, you know. I do let them wear it on on the pink out games. And everybody wears a pink headband on the pink out games. I'm good. You can yeah. wear it then. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You got to make them feel like they won something. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, you got to give them one. You got to give them some. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. You got to give them a little bit. Say, all right, you yeah, won that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not that rigid. Yeah, that's a good cause too, as well. The yeah, way good cause. So you can wear it for that. Yeah. And, you know, we all wear the same colored sneakers, and I, to me, that's important. Yeah. That, that you look like a team. You know what? If you look like you know what you're doing, other people may think you know what you're doing, even if you don't know. They may think it because you look good. And yeah. you're, all right, you look like you know what you're doing. Well, maybe that's that's worth a little bit something. And you know, you'll you'll like that when you uh, when you go to an interview and you you have to dress up and I don't have to tie your tie for you. Or, <laughs> you know, so you, you learn these things. But I think definitely with the shirts and ties, I just got tired of. Uh, the kids tuck their shirt in, so all right, this is it. Like we're we're buying travel uniforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First thing out of the camp money is travel uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's, it is really nice. It's it, it's a it's a good thing, and, and you do great things over there for them and all the gear and everything that you give yes. them. Um, yeah. I want to ask you now, outside of Wheeler, what was it like going to Seattle and coaching with some NBA coaches and coaching out some like NBA players and future talent out there? You know what, and. Um, Seriously, I mean, you know, yeah. You know, I I I was a huge. I'm a huge Pete Newell guy, huge. I mean, I got books up there, everything he's ever written, anything that I can find, I've got on him, and it's kind of just amazing. There's a guy I had never met that's had such an impact on my uh, my coaching philosophy. You know, he's all about teaching the game, which is and teaching why, which is you know the big part of my. Uh, my teaching thing, and the, the kids at camp will tell you, you know what? The one question they have to ask is, is what? What's the rationale? Yeah. And again, I think if a coach is not explaining the why, so that kids can understand what they're supposed to be doing and when they're supposed to be doing, you're not a very good coach because that's that's going to get you, you know, the understanding that they need. But you know, Coach Noah, I mean, seriously, if people don't recognize that name coaches especially you, you should look him up he's he as far as i'm concerned he's he's the gold standard of didn't because of health he didn't do it that that long with that yeah. end up being a great front office guy with the lakers and whatnot and obviously the big man can yeah yeah bring that all around you know it's that i had met uh coach newell's sons online and got friendly with them and uh oh geez i they're talking about camps that Tommy ran, Tom Newell, who probably coached in about 
40 European countries. He was assistant for the Nets and player personnel director for the, uh, for the Pacers. Um, worked out Rick Carlisle was when he's with the, the Mavericks. And yeah. That's where that connection comes from. And so just, you know, I wrote an email to Tom Newell and said, you know, I'd really like to, you know, just come out and see what you're doing. I thought it was just going to be a fly on the wall, right? And just sit down there, take notes. Said, yeah, coach will feed you, give you a bed to sleep in, and you come down. He said, yeah. but we're going to give you a station, and you're going to have, you know, teams to coach. And said, okay, you wow. know, <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's Tom. Tom Newell is, is Pete's son. It was like, man, it was, to me that was like you know, the aura. You know, I walk yeah. into that situation, and it's like a, a dream. You know, yeah. that is your idol, and you're, you're actually learning. You know direct from his son and i said that's pretty cool now i'm a little bud on that newell coaching tree yeah. but it was it was amazing because i went out there about five summers virtually i went out there was in in oregon uh, out in the woods these basketball camp and had some trouble getting out there and you know taking a 150 dollars cab ride to get there <laughs> <laughs> You know, the guy saw me coming. <laughs> you know, and, and you walk up there and, you know, put all my stuff, beautiful cabins and stuff, and walk into the gym, you know, and, and these are all kids that had worked with invite only. Yeah. yeah. It'll be recommended to go there. And you walk in, it's, oh, it's just going to be a camp, you know? Yeah. You know, seven foot. Six nine, six ten. <laughs> guys getting recruited by Kentucky, Texas A and M, D one players, D two players, tremendous high school players, and, and so there had to be of the forty kids who were there. Probably thirty of them were like six six and above. And oh it's like, you know, say all right, well yeah. let's go. And of course, you know, we're sitting at the table. And it's a, it's a funny story, kind of funny. I thought, see, I was sitting at the table and then kind of discussing what the plans were. You know, you got John Block is there who played in the NBA, which coach, Ernie Woods, um, legend out in, in junior college basketball. Days. He, he wrote, the, to me, the definitive uh, book on defensive basketball. And he's there and he's, he's kind of the co-director. And it's another guy. You know that had played in the NBA, and they go around to me and say, "Yeah, I'm Neil Cobley. I'm Coach at Wheeler." <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're talking about things, and it comes to me on what we that we should do on the scrimmage level. Um, you know, it was like five hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon, and then we could scrimmage. Yeah. At night, I said, "Well, what do you th what do you think we should do with the scrimmage? How do you want to set that up?" He said, "Well, I think we should play three on three. And they go. That's a great idea. I said, okay, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but just, just amazing the level of coaching. And Tom Newell, I mean, I've come to, to be great friends with him. And he, you know, asked me back about four or five years in a row. I'd just go out there and, and, and work his camps. The amazing, you know, experience. And I think uh, what I took from Tom, besides being a tremendous teacher and experience, Strategy-wise, you know, kind of taught me, you know, how to be not not to be a transactional coach and to, to be more of a transformative coach. It's not 
you give me this, I give you that, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a line, but be transformative in, in the way that you teach, make the life better. Understand the whole person. And you know, probably the two biggest things I took away from that. So, and obviously, Tom thought it was pretty cool because I had studied Coach Newell and, and all that stuff. I knew all the moves and the whys and the what's. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, but you, you're never really sure you're in that situation. But like I said, you get in with people that are better than you, you, you automatically come better just yeah. because things that you learn, you know, Tom Newell, he's, I'd call him any time of night. He'd have time for me, you know? And like I said, it's just the, the people that I learned from and have done things for me, you know, I, I could never repay that. Uh, he said, coach, just, you know, pay it to your kids that you coach and, you know, grow the game. And said, grow the game. No, yeah. uh, keep, keep the Newell culture going. So, like I said, you know, Eric's Eric Korkowski's on my tree, but you know what? He's kind of on Newell Street too, because I'm just a real small bud on, on Pete Newell Street. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, that that had the, that was such a cool. I remember you told me about that. That's such a cool thing that you were able to experience that. And it's cool the stories that you're telling. Tell, oh yeah. It's just like it's so cool that you got to experience like your mentor like someone that you really yeah. love to idolize a coach and you got to hang out with his son and now you guys are good friends and it's like not like that it's, it's wild yeah, who, like that. who did stuff happen like that you yeah, know what? yeah so like i said you know hard work it, it's got to be there but you know there's a lot of luck involved i just said all right you know one of yeah. the sons said you know make the tommy you know and, and so i did and uh and i had to convince you know my family that i was going to be away for a couple weeks in summer and yeah. Take a vacation time to do that, but you know what? You couldn't put a price tag on the things that I, that I learned out there. It was just absolutely, like I said, you know what? Same with meeting Coach Sylvester. It is, it's John Wooden says it's it's what you learn after you after you think you know it all. That counts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no matter how good you are, there's always more to learn. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and especially if, if you have any sense of being a coach or a teacher, I mean, you have to understand that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you do. You do a great job, and that that's so. That was such a cool story. Um, I figured I figured I had to bring that in there. I love that. Yeah, no. Oh, so I. You know what? <laughs> the, the guys that I met out there. I mean, it's probably you know, right up there in the top basketball uh, experiences of my life. And I, I, you know, I've seen a lot of balls bounce. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, I, I just wanted to make sure I get back. Yeah, pay for for all the things that guys have have done to done for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, you do, Coach. You you pay it back, and you pass the well, game along. You're a great teacher of the game. You do a great job of what you do, and I think well, that I hope so. I mean, we're we're gonna give our best effort. You know that. Yeah. So we may, oh, I always we screw that. some things up, but it's not because we weren't trying. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's very true. All right, Coach. Last question. We'll wrap it up. Favorite thing to do outside of basketball. Outside of basketball? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, seriously, I, I, <laughs> I miss my coaches' meetings, you know, with this COVID stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. We I miss, miss that. Yeah. But, you know, my favorite, you know, and it, the thing is with COVID, I mean, I had been coaching all year long. You know, Wheeler always got a job they want me to do. Was yeah. Seeing that outside of coaching, there was more coaching. But um, right now, and make no mistake about this, my, you know, my favorite thing to do right now, I have a 10-month-old uh, grandson, 
that uh you know what it's just i can't wait to see him every day oh yeah that, that's uh that's that's probably what i enjoy the most now is is you know he chases the ball around a little bit yeah yeah he's gonna yeah, um, you know it's just a, uh you know it's it, it changes your whole whole perspective on everything you know you think having having kids changes you if you have a grandkid <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just but uh, you know what that right now that's that's my favorite that's awesome that's great i see pictures that you post all the time i can't believe yeah. it's 10 months already which is that's yeah 10 wow. months yeah You're 10 wow. months next week and uh you know he's a character you know he's a he's a cowboy I, you know as much <laughs> as we <laughs> there's no two ways around that yeah you know i i, I you know i I miss my coach a lot and the coaches meetings that we had and uh, yeah but I really miss that uh, you know you have to put everything in perspective you know? yeah so that'll still be there when this is over we just have to be smart yeah you know? we just have to be patient and wait it out this happened to us we have to deal with it we yeah. have to be smart like I said not what not what happens to you it's how I react to it so yeah. you know COVID and you know, thinking back it's, you know Know, this all happened in uh, over last March. I'd probably been to like 75 online clinics with notebooks filled up to here, you know, um, been able to really do a deep dive into everything that we, uh, we teach and program and what it stands for. And it's how we doing the, the, uh, the best that we can. So I've been able to pull everything apart and evaluate probably never if this hadn't happened never would have had yeah, uh, yeah. Had, had the chance to do that obviously you spend a lot more time with your family which yeah. so far that's pretty good I, you, know, mom, you know my wife is <laughs> <laughs> you probably waiting for me to go somewhere but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's been great through the whole thing and I, I think think that's important too when you're coach you got to have a great have a wife that that uh gets it you know yeah. I, I don't think she knows why i do it but she knows i have to do it so yeah. you know and, and she's usually pretty good at snapping me back into into shape uh, when i go overboard <laughs> yeah i mean you know you've met yeah, yeah. And she loves you guys you yeah know, probably most times a lot better than, than me but no. <laughs> that's yeah well she's been, she's been great i mean yeah. I, I you know I, I can't uh you know you know you've spent a few years with me i Sometimes it's difficult. She's been with me for forty something years now, so it's like <laughs> you know a lot. A lot goes out to her. You know, yeah. you, you, I, I can't say anything about you know my parents and other coaches and helping me with without her. It's probably not happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, coach, this has been so much fun. I can't thank you enough for coming on, and glad that we were able to make this happen. Now we got to get you back on when it gets close to the season, do a little outlook of the yeah, season. Yeah, we'll do that. You yeah. know what? You know, um, no, it's good. And like I said, you know, I'm honored to be on it, truthfully. You know, who who really wants to listen to me? Oh, well, everyone, <laughs> apparently. You're, you're <laughs> you know, I, I was getting emails, text messages, you know, messages um, and bottles to get you on the show. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I, and I, seriously, I, I really think this is great what you're doing, you know, getting that exposure for the state of Rhode Island and all sports, especially high school sports. Yeah. The state of Rhode Island. It's really a great thing that you're doing. 
I mean, like I said, I wish I thought of it, but you know, <laughs> so, okay. a heck of a lot smarter than I am, you know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, great luck, you know, and thank you. Hoping nobody, when you, when you run this, that nobody flicks it off and they're going to go listen to Doc Weaver and Dackage of these low, low rent guys, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, you're always welcome on Coach Wheeler. Sports are always right around the corner from Rhode Island, so we got to always yeah, so, them. Yeah. yeah, five miles. We had to move the border around a little. Yeah, yeah, we moved the border. We might have to change it to the, the Rhodey, Connecticut. Yeah, back. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's been fun. You yeah, know, it's, it's fun. been fun. Yeah, great. Uh, good luck with with all of this. Thanks so much, Coach. I appreciate it. I'm I appreciate. I appreciate you. I mean, yeah, you know, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you. You put up with me. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it, Coach. I, I wouldn't be yeah. the, the you know the coach that I am today, or yeah. I've done experience any of the things I've done without you and uh, you. Well, that, that's nice of you. Nice of you to say. It's true. Know, it's a true story. And I even wouldn't been able to. Some things I brought with me down the Dallas. Even the guys were like, "Where'd you learn that from?" I was like, oh, "Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. this wacky guy up in yeah. Connecticut." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, you know what? Have have a great Thanksgiving. And right, thanks make you sure too. your mom and dad, you tell them that I, you know, thinking of them and that they have a great Thanksgiving and everything turns out good. And, uh, you know, wish them all the best too. And Blake, my man, Blake, I gotta, I gotta get after him. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Hoop season's coming up. We gotta, we gotta whip them, you know? Yeah, we gotta whip them in shape. Yeah, that's for sure. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Thought he might make it over across the river, but I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta stay with his, his boys over maybe, there. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I tell him, you know what, I, I'll, I'll get over there some yeah. night if yeah. they let us in. Yeah, hopefully if we get I'm some. watching viewers or lots of people in yeah but coach we'll definitely be in touch have a safe thanksgiving as well tell everyone in the family said hello um sean kevin and everyone yeah, and yeah. good luck Great. yeah thanks I'll, again I'll i appreciate it yeah no yeah. problem coach i'll talk appreciate to you. you i mean yeah. you know, i appreciate people, you people don't know you know it's uh, the great things that that you do again i appreciate you thanks coach appreciate all it right. appreciate be good. You. Talk to you soon. all right good right. have a great holiday thanks you too bye-bye bye-bye all right, that was my interview with Coach Cobley. Just a great interview with Coach Cobley. Had a lot of fun. Definitely can't wait to hit him back on the show later down the line. Um, you know, he's just been a great mentor in my life and obviously a great friend uh, to me and as well to my family. Um, on Monday, we have a great episode for you guys with Madison McCall. Madison McCall used to play his high school basketball at Rogers, um, played at Putnam Science Academy, and now is currently playing his basketball at Bridgewater State uh, University. Just a great interview with Madison. Kid worked really hard uh, to get where he is, and it's a great story of uh, perseverance and sticking to consistency and sticking to your dreams. And he's doing what he's doing, and he's doing great things right now over at Bridgewater State. So happy that was happy to have him on the show. So that's a good one for you guys on Monday. I hope you guys have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday.